0: It's uh, 10 past 11. Welcome to the third and final hour. And uh, we've dealt with so many politics all morning and all of the issues that we face as a country that uh, thank God for music uh, because it, uh, you know, gives us uh, the kind of healing that we do need even uh, sometimes in moments where we don't feel healed. And uh, that's a Grammy winner there. Uh, he's a globetrotter. I actually wonder who, where he's going to speak to us from Um Voter Kellerman, he received a Grammy Award for his album, Wins of uh, Samsara, uh, and he also reached number one on the U.S. Billboard charts and peaked at number one on the Zone Music Reporter Top 100 International Radio Airplay charts. Uh, his following album, Love Language, was also nominated uh, for a gr- Grammy <laughs> Grammy uh, for Best Contemporary Instrumental Album and uh, he debuted at number one on the Billboard World Music Charts in its first week and the song I just played from Voter is called Dance of Joy. How are you? It's interesting for me on the radio to talk to people through Zoom because it's so weird to be seen. How are you? Welcome.
1: Hi, KG. I'm, I'm fantastic. Very nice to talk to you. Very nice to see you.
0: Listen, it's quite incredible for me to watch artists when they hear their own music. Because once I, I was on the show and I was talking to Hot Sticks Mabuse about what kind of things he does when he hears his music. And, uh, you know, uh, he talked of dancing. What do you do when you hear your own music? Do you sit and go, oh, I could have done that better. Or I could have done that better. Or do you dance?
1: I actually, I really enjoy it because I, you know, we worked so hard on the music. I'm, I'm an extreme uh, perfectionist. So everything that, that I wanted to change, I changed, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So we spent so long on it. So I'm actually, when I finally listened back to it i'm pretty happy with it and i I was just listening to it and thinking okay that's pretty nice oh
0: wow (laughs) okay so where are you talking to me from because you're quite the globetrotter and uh, what what have you been musically doing in this last year
1: well you know the pandemic has been devastating as you know for for us musicians because we um you know we've shifted our model of, of our business model from selling cds to performing over the last uh, ten years, and now there has been no performances, um, you know, since beginning of last year. So it's been pretty hard. Um, uh, so, but I, what I have been doing is using this time to create new music, which mm. has been. Very creatively fulfilling. Yeah. So, uh, financially, it hasn't been a good time, but creatively, it's been amazing.
0: Is it? Uh, so, yeah. when when I introduce you as a Grammy Award winner, is, uh, the, you know, does that uh, does that mean you're the kind of musician who can get to the door and check your ego to say, I'm not just anybody. I'm a <laughs> Grammy Award winning artist.
1: <laughs> well, um you know, I struggled for so long to, you know, that's the advantage of um, growing older and having success after trying for long, is that your ego um, um, stays where it is. Because I think very early success can maybe, um, you know, boost your ego unnecessarily. Mm, mm. And so, but I think if, you've, if you spend decades, you know, owning your craft, and you, and, and you already settled who you are and you've decided who you are and, yeah. um, and you're comfortable in your own skin and then you achieve success, then it doesn't give you much of an ego boost. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The,
0: the flute. Let, let's track that relationship with you and the, uh, 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 and the flute and whether or not when that relationship began, you anticipated uh, the degree of success uh, that instrument would bring into your life.
1: Um, yeah, I I started playing when I was very young. I was 10 years old um, and my parents took me to a symphony concert and asked me which instrument I'd like to play. I'd like to play and I, I just loved the idea of expressing myself with air and breath, you know. Mm. Uh, there was just something about the flute and I fell in love with it immediately and it's been a love story my whole life and it took many twists and turns. I, um for a while, I was. A, I studied engineering at university because I couldn't get a bursary to study music. Why not? I, I, they felt um, you were not good no. enough? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just easier to get um, bursaries to study engineering um, because it's a more financially viable uh, business to yeah. be in. Yeah. So so it, it wasn't about being good enough, there they were just no bursaries at the, at the time for music. Mm. Really was, but they, Lots of bursaries available for engineering, which are also, my two talents are music and maths.
0: Mm. So I, I,
1: I enjoyed um, the engineering, um, but music is my true passion. Mm. And, uh, but as life would have it, um, you know, I became an engineer and then had kids um, when I was very young. And, and those uh, need
0: to be fed. You know how they are. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. So... <laughs> I tried to I tried to be a full time musician, I, you know, every few years I'd swap over from engineering to music and run out of money within six months and go back to engineering. And I tried for um, about 18 years, or 20 years, I tried every few years to swap over. Um, and um, eventually I managed uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I achieved it. Um, once my kids were, um, you know, left school and university, things became much more affordable and I could actually make that transition because my kids were always number one priority. Oh. And um, once I'd de- I delivered on their education and looking after them, I was free to, um, to follow my passion and follow the music path that I'd always. Wanted. I mean, I, I kept up the music all those years, but I finally could do it full time.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, after, uh, after after that period, um, but then COVID came and uh, COVID placed uh, such a. Uh, uh, a glaring um issue in the music particularly music business because you needed crowds right uh like you said you shifted your business model from selling cds to performance which is how you would make money and for you to perform you needed crowds because crowds would pay money to come and see you and then this thing came that said no no actually no crowds anywhere uh they're not allowed to get back together but interestingly enough you said something very profound that it was easier for you to get a bursary for uh, engineering than it is for you to get a bursary for music because the people that give bursaries are of the perception that you know, you'll know you be able to be more financially uh, viable and be able to contribute back into society if you study engineering versus how uh, what would happen if you studied music. With those two things, with what COVID taught you and how you ended up not having crowds to perform to. And with what you learned with trying to study music and not being able to, would you still encourage kids to get into music?
1: Um, Yes, definitely. There's actually, you know, there's so much in music, like especially for children. Uh, Like when I I eventually started my own engineering company, but I actually ended up employing musicians mostly Mm. because they they were just so so much more competent Mm. than than other people, because it's so, you know, you, you need so much focus, concentration, and also dedication, and you need to, you, you've already learned how to persevere. Mm. Um, you know, when you try and play a scale on an instrument, you, and you don't you don't get it right initially, you you just practice, 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 and eventually... Discipline. You get it right. Yeah, and, and that, that kind of cycle, that process of practicing and getting there, then becomes a lifelong habit Mm. and that actually that lifelong habit habit stains you instead for all of life's processes yeah so i found that if i employed a musician to do something uh, they could often do it better than an engineer just because they already they wouldn't give up
0: yeah i want to go to break and then come back and talk about the music that you made Uh, how many albums have you got now is it nine or seven
1: Yes, it's uh, nine albums.
0: Nine Uh, albums. You've got nine albums to date. You've won some Grammys. You've gone to uh, number ones, uh, you know, number one charts around the world, not just here in South Africa. I want to talk about uh, the type of music uh, that you chose to make and uh, if at all, also delve into uh, the kind of music that you potentially uh, were making that will come out during uh, COVID when it had you forced inside the house. We're in conversation with Award winning uh, flutist and composer Volter Kellerman, who received a Grammy Award for his album Wins of Samsara, uh, and uh, he reached number one on uh, the US Billboard charts, and he peaked at number one in the Zone Music uh, Reporter uh, charts. And if you want to join the conversation and ask uh, Volter uh, a question, you can call us on 0891104207. We'll be back in a short while.
1: Here, there.
0: And everywhere <laughs> SAFM 105.3 FM in Uppington That song, uh, uh, and I know my music, that song features uh, Mbuso Koza. Uh, that's Ungana from uh, Voter Kellerman. We're spending the hour. He was gracious enough to uh, spend the hour with us as we track the journey and the story uh, of uh, his music. That is Mbuso Koza, right? Tell me exactly, how that, yeah. Tell me how that collaboration came about.
1: Well, actually, I met Mbuso um, maybe 10 years ago. Um um, before he was so, so well-known. And uh, I asked him to perform with me uh, when I released my second album mm. at the at CD release. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed with how amazing he is that um, I just remembered all these years. And then when this song came up and David Arkenstone and I were doing this song, and we thought, well, it, it needs some, some vocals. And who would be the perfect person to ask? And uh, Busso immediately came to mind, and uh, so we asked him, and he did. Um, he did such an amazing job. Um, singing on this. um,
0: Let's talk about that uh, collaboration with uh, David Arkenstone, because he himself is a uh, is a Grammy nominated uh, uh, somebody. Uh, They do say what you're a reflection of the company that you keep. Tell me about that collaboration, how you ended up working together.
1: Yeah, David Arkenstone is an icon of the New Age um, world and of, of that kind of music. Um, he's, uh, he's I think he's got 65 albums. He's been nominated uh, for Grammys four times. He's pretty. And I've been a, a big, uh, a long time admirer of his. And he's always liked my music as well. And we've been in contact um, on Facebook mm. um, over the years. So when I would hear his music, I would just send him a note saying, wow, this album is so beautiful. And he would do the same with me. And then last year, what happened was as the pandemic started, I was stuck at home and I was thinking, you know, maybe this is, uh, you could, in, in the back of my mind, I've been thinking to do something with, with David. Mm. And uh, I thought, this is now, finally I have the time. So yeah. I gave him the call and I said, how about it? Let's do something. And he immediately said, yes, let's do it. And we started working um, about March, March last year, yeah, and we've been working on this album you know, over the next year and a
0: half. Yeah. How would you describe your music to somebody who uh, is having, because uh, the nice thing about the radio is at any given point, somebody listens to you for the very first time and they uh, had never heard of your music. How would you describe it to them? Uh,
1: you know, it crosses many genres, basically, um, and music actually becomes harder and harder to pinpoint. Yes. Um, but... Um, they because say it's people... us
0: radio people that want it pinpointed.
1: <laughs> yeah. So people people listen so widely, and they're influenced by all different types of music. So, but if I had to describe it, I would say it's world music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, this album is actually a new age album because it's more peaceful. Um, mm-hmm. So this it's kind of a new age slash world music album. Yeah. Uh, what is wh-
0: When you say new age, you mean what? You mean uh, s- yeah. centered, grounded? Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Kind of the new age is also a very wide, but kind of the very broad definition is um, healing music,
0: mm-hmm. the kind the of music, music out hear if I were to go uh, to a spa even.
1: Um, yes, but often that often that music is so bad that um, that's not really, you know, when I go for a massage, I'm always irritated by this, you know, some of some of that music is really bad. But so you get you get um, you get beautiful healing music. That's not just throw maybe, you know, some people do, they just do like spend a day recording something peaceful, and they call it yeah. Music,
0: you know. I want to talk about the degree to which you travel the world um, and how uh, us as South Africans have responded uh, to uh, uh, your, your, your music in, in South Africa and what your hopes are. I mean, we're, we're approaching a new year, believe it or not, because uh, whether you like it or not, when you go to your nearest mall, everything is red and white. And you know, once yeah. uh, everything is red and white, it's downhill from there. Uh, before you know okay. it, we're, t- we're talking about the New year, but I want to talk about you know the aspirations that you have uh, because I know you're a big global artist beyond just uh, the shores of South Africa. Where you want to take your music? What it is that you want to achieve in the new year? We're in conversation with Voter Kellerman uh, who is uh, uh, talking to us about the journey of his music and uh, his international career. It's eleven thirty news headlines. Yes, that's us. We are the biggest talk radio station in uh, South Africa. And uh, that's thanks to you. And today we're having a conversation uh, with award-winning, uh, in fact, Grammy award-winning uh, flute flutist and composer Volta Kellerman, who received a Grammy for his album Winds of Samsara. I was watching, by the way, uh, that uh, in the early hours of that morning because you had a whole country rooting for you. Uh, but we, before we talk about that Grammy uh, morning, apparently uh, you wanted to explain where it is that you are and what it is that you're doing uh, earlier on. And I probably interjected, where are you and what are you doing?
1: I'm actually in in Las Vegas at the moment. Ah, You're kidding me. (laughs) And you're up (laughs) at this
0: time. What time is it in Vegas?
1: It's 1.30 a.m., but you know, Las Vegas is all night. Nobody sleeps. Nobody sleeps. What are you doing in Vegas? Well, the the Latin Grammys are actually coming up next week uh next week thursday um so um so i'm gonna go just to attend and support some of my friends there that's uh, fan-
0: that's fantastic so yeah. so what happens with musicians in those spaces is there also is it an opportunity to network and uh, you know talk to future collaborators
1: exactly uh, we we go to the grammys every year and uh, but i've never been to the latin grammys but the Grammys, for example, is a is a week long event of parties and get togethers and it's, everybody from all over the world gets together in one place and you can connect to all the people that you've been talking to and, and, and talk in person. So it's actually a huge opportunity to network and, and start new collaborations, new ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know. see your Hard Rock Cafe shirt that you're wearing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a voice note. There's somebody who wants to say something to you. Let's hear what they have to say uh, before we continue our conversation with you. KG, thanks for playing us that kind of music. That mu- that kind of music is good for meditating. It's good for meditating. Thank you for playing that kind of music yeah. for us.
1: Patrick here, truck driver.
0: About it. Who do you target when you make music? Do you have uh, a potential um, a music lover in mind, or are you hoping for mass mass appeal for anybody who cares to hear to hear your music?
1: Um, yes, I, I don't really target it at specific people. I just uh, kind of make the music that I um, that I would love to express. Yeah. But in general. And, and I, I make uh, all kinds of different, like the, the, the last year's album is called We've Known All Times, which is actually where I went back to my classical roots. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I make world music, I make instrumental music, but the, what, what they have all in common is that it's kind of spreads good energy. Mm. You know, in my mind, that's how I think about it, just spreading good and beautiful energy across the world. That's how I think about it
0: you've you've performed in berlin You've performed in Shanghai, you've performed in Delhi, you've performed uh, in Sydney, at least among some of uh, the places you've, you've performed. In fact, you even uh, had three sold-out concerts at Carnegie Hall in New York. In 2010, uh, when we had the Soccer World Cup here, you performed at the uh, FIFA Soccer World Cup closing ceremony to a global audience of 700 million viewers at the time time does it get tired or does going on stage still give you butterflies
1: yeah i i love it it's actually uh it's one of my favorite things to do um so i love performing and i was just looking before the pandemic in the previous 10 years i did 100 overseas trips wow. in those 10 years. so we which is fly actually a little too much the, the pandemic actually made me realize i am i you know I'm overdoing it, yeah. <laughs> because you can you can only push your body so far, yeah. And uh, so, but I love performing, and actually, my my most favourite moments are the moments when I'm rehearsing with the band, yeah. Because that's uh, when we often discover new things.
0: How, how who constitutes your band? Are you largely uh, with South African musicians?
1: Um, yes, I if I can afford it, yeah, I bring. Um, um, South African band, who are just the most incredible musicians and incredible people. They're that perfect combination. We love traveling together and we just have so much fun. So if I can afford it, uh, but often we can't afford to bring everybody and then I would meet musicians wherever the show is. And And then you teach them the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What did the Grammy do for you? Because, I mean, it's it's something that uh, a lot of uh, particularly South African artists aspire for, that one day outside of just getting a Sama, because you've had a Sama, right? A South African Music Award. Uh, what did yeah. the Grammy do for your career?
1: Um, it's been pretty amazing. Uh, uh, you know, it, it really actually helped me. Uh, put me on, on the map because yes I've won uh, summers which are actually very special in my heart. Um, we've won actually eight summers uh, um, since we since we started. Nine uh, albums, album.
0: eight summers <laughs> yeah <laughs> nobody can say you're not successful <laughs>
1: Yeah it's been pretty good um, but the, the Grammy actually because you know in the in the acting world there's the golden Globes, there's the Oscars, there's mm. the con, but in the music world, there's only the Grammys, mm. uh, and that's it's the it's the highest price and the highest achievement that you that you can achieve. So um, to to actually have won a Grammy really puts you on a uh, and people it really helps. Um, you to actually focus more on the music and do less marketing because the Grammy kind of speaks for you. Yes, you're, you're no
0: longer Voter Kellerman. You are Grammy Award winner Voter Kellerman.
1: Yeah, so it, it really helps. It, it, it really did help. But some people win Grammys and it does nothing for them. You still have to know, you still have to um, use your marketing skills and you still have to hustle.
0: You know, Mm.
1: you still have to hustle and make things happen. Yeah. (laughs) And um, the the Grammy gives you that ability and the tool to get there.
0: What did COVID creatively do for you as an artist?
1: Um, Well, you know, just that that time at home, um, I actually haven't taken one day off since not a a weekend day, not a Christmas, not a, a New Year day. I've been every day in the studio. Um, and uh, there's these two albums that I've been wanting to make forever. The one was the classical album, which I thought I'd never find time to go, which I um, released last year. And then this one called Pangea um, uh, that David and I created together. So it's just been a creatively beautiful time. Um, you know, because of the, the, the gift of time.
0: Yeah, uh, but, but you speak of uh, doing an album that takes you back to your classical roots. Does that also mean uh, it opens the door for performing to an entirely almost different audience uh, that want just uh, specific things? Is that what that could uh, uh, allow you to do in terms of diversifying the audiences, uh, the pool of audience that you have as, as, as a music performer?
1: Yes, it, it does that. Um, uh, but, my, you know, my roots were classical, so I think that audience have always listened to me, mm-hmm. but it was nice. It's actually strange because I, before I started doing music full time, I was a, mostly a classical music, music performer, mm-hmm. and uh, but I never recorded a classical album. Mm-hmm. So this was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. And
0: it has disciplines, doesn't it? Uh, a, a, a classical uh, recording. Uh, was that, after doing almost very commercially uh, viable albums for a long time, was that very demanding on you as an artist to do classical work? Because you know there's prescripts that you have to follow there.
1: Yeah, um, it, w- it was demanding. Um But I have been keeping up my classical music all these years. So Mm. it it came quite naturally. Um, Mm. But we also wrote some new music, classical music for flute and piano um, uh, with the pianist Wessel von Rendsburg. I know uh, Wessel
0: von Rendsburg. He's brilliant.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, um, Him and I wrote this music together. And then we got the the Grammy-winning pianist Nadia Spachenko to perform it with me. So it's flute and piano pieces that we um, that we created for the um, for the classical repertoire. So um, have
0: you taken it on stage yet, the classical repertoire?
1: No, we haven't. Uh, you know, the, as this was created in on pandemic COVID. time, yeah, we we haven't um, actually performed it. And Nadia Spachenko is based in LA, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't even so we created all this music. Remotely without meeting, without meeting, meeting each other.
0: Wow, technology. Uh, We're in conversation, by the way, with uh, flutist and composer Volta Kellerman, uh, who is a Grammy Award-winning artist, and he won the Grammy for his album Winds of Samsara. Uh, He reached number one on the U.S. Billboard charts and peaked at number one on the Zone uh, Music Reporter Top 100 International Radio Airplay chart. Uh, And uh, the next album after that, Love Language, was also nominated uh, for a Grammy for Best Contemporary Instrumental Album. That must have been a kick, voter, because to get an award one year and not long after you get that award, you're nominated again. That must have done something on your ego.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was really amazing because that was for best uh, contemporary instrumental album. album. It is an incredibly competitive um, category because you got all pianists, all violinists, all sax players. You know. uh, any, any musician, any, any instrumentalist are all vying. So to be in the top five in the world, uh, because the top five get nominated, was like such a blessing. You oh. know? I was so grateful for that. Um, um, so that's really, it was really special.
0: Yeah, uh, Tell me about what you're still dreaming of because at the heart of music is really creativity and expression and there's no limit to the degree to which you can creatively express yourself and stretch yourself uh, a- a- as as an artist. So I'm sure there's more stuff that's brewing in your head, COVID or not COVID, uh, uh, notwithstanding. What are the things that you are yet to do that you're still dreaming of doing of iconic collaboration that you dream of 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 uh, of seeing through.
1: Uh, yes, I have a thousand ideas in my head, <laughs> so, and a lot of a lot of ideas that I would like to um, record, and uh, more ideas that I could fit into a lifetime because it takes so long to record it. You know, it takes normally it takes me two years to do an album. Wow, um, and um, uh, that because I'm, I'm incredibly fussy and perfectionistic about it. So it just takes a long time. So there's never enough time to to make all the ideas happen. But it, it's that's why it's always exciting. And you're always looking forward um, to the next step.
0: What's Voter yeah. Kellerman's uh, favorite Voter Kellerman song? I know. I know. I know. I know it's a hard question Uh, and I know musicians hate that question because it's like uh, they always say it's like saying which one of your children do you love the most? You love them all differently. But is there a song that stands out to you as we're having this conversation, whether uh, because of the difficulty that came with creating it or whether uh, for some for some or other reason holds a particularly special place in your heart?
1: Well, on this new album, actually, um, the I think you, you're going to probably play it. It's called "The Desert Moon," mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that's a song that you know on every album. There's a song that kind of just falls into place, um, uh, and there's a kind of magic to it that um, the, that you can't put your finger on, oh. you know. Oh. And uh, so, I really liked, I really liked Desert Moon. Uh, but and also of the last year's album the the, the new uh, piano and flute repertoire that we that are created with vessel it's um, got a special place um, for, you know for that album but as you say there's actually um, you know all the songs every song's got something beautiful it's like your children they every child is beautiful in its own way yeah yeah. You know? We're in yeah.
0: conversation uh, with uh, Voter Kellerman, who is a Grammy Award-winning South African artist, and uh, uh, he won the Grammy for the album Wins of Samsara. We're going to take a, a small detour and get a commercial break. If you want to ask him a question, please WhatsApp us on 0614104107 or call us on 0891104207. It's 1147. Here, there... And everywhere
1: <laughs> SAFM, one oh five FM in Poloquale.
0: That's the song, I think, uh, that uh, uh, Voter Kellerman was talking about uh, as one of his favourite songs. Uh, It's called Desert Moon, and we're in conversation with him. So many texts uh, have come through, and so many messages have come through. Uh, We'll play those in a short while. Here, there, and everywhere. SFM 104.3 FM in Rustenburg. Sub-Saharan Africa hosts nearly 36 million forcibly displaced people in the highest number of forced displacement in the world 57% of which are children. The time has come for a new fresh apo- approach to the displacement crisis in Africa. UNHCR and the Amahoro Coalition are calling on the change-makers, business leaders and humanitarian actors to shape a private sector led solution to forced displacement in Africa. For more information visit www.arf.thecoalitionafrica.com. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. So we have uh, messages from for Voter Kellerman. One of them is good to hear uh, you making great music again. I met you at Madiba's restaurant in New York City. Keep it up. Uh, that message is from Studuzo Mbili, uh, Voter. Uh, you've been to Madiba's restaurant in New York, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a few years ago. It brings back really good memories.
0: Yeah, and we've got a caller in John. John is here in Joburg. Hello, John. Good morning to you. Hi, good morning, John. Welcome. Um, can I ask you a quick question on voter? Yes, he's listening. Okay, hi, Vice Vota.
1: Um, I absolutely love your music. song uh, is the uh, absolute best. Uh, my whole family listens to it. We typically play the album about five times a week. And we listen from start to finish. It's absolutely wonderful. Can you talk a little bit about your collaboration on that one? Because if I remember, you you were in South Africa and collaboration was across the waters. So how did that all work out? Collaboration with what? Your collaboration wasn't all in the same place at the same time. So if
0: I remember correctly, um, you were were in South Africa while, while Ricky was in India.
1: Is that correct? Yes, um, that was for the um, for the album Winds of Samsara that ended up uh, winning the Grammy. Um, he's he was uh, he's based in Bangalore in, in India. And uh, so we started working together remotely. And then um, we actually did a lot of the work remotely. And then eventually I, I traveled to Bangalore. Um, and we uh, did the final touches and we did the mixing and mastering over there in Bangalore. So it was but very much a remote project as well. That's absolutely amazing. So, yeah, we love your music. So thank you very much. I'm excited to hear your album. Thank you. Thank you so much, John.
0: And then, uh, you know, uh, you did that uh, uh, that uh, cover by uh, the Ndlovo Youth Choir and uh, yourself of uh, the Ed Sheeran song, Shape of You. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Um, yes, actually, that is such a beautiful story because um, we we needed to do a corporate project and we were looking for a choir to do it with. And uh, Tulsi, my manager, um, found uh, and Lovu um, to do this um, because um, you know some of the, some of the other choirs weren't available. So we were looking around, and she found Lovu. And once once we started working with them, we completely fell in love with them. And I thought. Um, let me do something, um, because they were completely unknown at the time. Mm. So uh, I thought, let me try and do something to help them broadcast their talents to the world. And we did this song together and shot this music video. Mm. And, uh, and the music video went completely viral um, on, on YouTube and Facebook um, uh, with many millions of views uh, very quickly. And, uh, and then America's Got Talent... Got wind of this video and then reached out to Andlovu and asked them to, to come to the US and enter America's Got Talent. And so, and then that, that uh, they did so fantastically well. Those kids were absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, they reached the finals of America's Got Talent and now they are just riding the wave. They're so successful. And it's so beautiful to see, to see that whole process in action.
0: Yeah. We're going to uh, play that song uh, in not too long a time. But we wanted to take the time to say, uh, you know, music is necessary. Your work remains necessary. And we are in complete appreciation of, uh, you know, how you hold the South African flag uh, so brightly wherever it is that you go. And keep on keeping on, keep making more music. We appreciate the music. And uh, we thank you for making the time to talk to us, notwithstanding uh, how... One o'clock it is in Las Vegas where you are. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Keiji. And, and um, yes, we've got um, the the song that you're going to play, the music videos on YouTube and the one, the song you've just played. We did a beautiful music video with a sand artist from um, Russia. So for the viewers, they can go on YouTube and, um, and find all the music um, and uh, music videos over there.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for the music. Thanks, thanks for having
1: me. I really appreciate it.
0: Ah, Thank you very much. It's 11.58.